Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Brinson Williams. And I'm Rough Enough. And I'm Mark Zelensky. Welcome to another episode of Countercharge. I have to thank Jeremy for keeping that going, Rob. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think of you every time he does an episode. Welcome. Uh, I'm just waiting for him to drop in an actual clip of that of you doing it. That's that's got to be in the future, right? Yeah, no, no, I appreciate his, uh, his I, version of it. So. I catch a lot of myself going fantastic a lot as well. That's fantastic. You know what? We we miss though, Mark. We don't have a tip of the hats. We don't have that one. Yeah, we don't have that one on as quite as much. Well, and soon, I don't know where we're going to spot Blaster on the page when Easy Army goes away. So I don't know if uh, Mantic's going to give us some space over there or not. Who's to say? Who's to Who's say? To say? Mantic well, Companion is live, and uh, I'm I'm loving it. It's been awesome so far. I mean, there's certainly growing pains, uh, some of the data being inconsistent. But once it's all you know wrapped up, and, and I'm really excited about the TO stuff, you know, if that gets kind of uh, cleaned up. You know, and especially if we have options to do more than just like I, I know most people are using blackjack or straight out of the book scoring, but it would be nice to have some customization options there. So awesome. Well, hey, why don't we start off? Uh, because you know, we start off almost every podcast with hobby updates. So, Britain, when do you have a hobby table? Uh, a new uh chariot arena, or what do we have going on over there? No, so I had a big sort of hobby push to get ready for masters. And where, you know, you're you're painting into the wee hours of morning and sacrificing other parts of your life and doing doing everything anyone who has prepared for an event sort of knows. Which means after that rush always comes the crash, the the come down where you just don't paint anything of meaning for three months. So I, I did that. Uh, <laughs> I painted about eight models since Masters. But in preparation for Adepticon, and I'm sure we'll get into this later, I've uh I've got a bunch of firefight on the table and we'll be painting that up. So I'm I've worked out like the speed painting routine I'm going to do. I've tested out all the colors. I've done my test model that looks good enough and now it's just going to be the the sort of factory process of cranking those out. And we'll see if they're ready for Adepticon. That's the that's the stretch goal is to bring them. The stretch goal, I like that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there's goals I have to there's goals I have to hit for Adepticon. And then there's goals I'd like to hit, and it's it's in the like to hit. Oh, very nice, very nice. So, Rob, what do you have on the table? Uh, last I heard, lizard men. So yeah, or, 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 or salamanders, or, or. I should say. <laughs> I was just going to correct you, but you know, it's something that I always say too. I always say lizard men too, as well. So, no, I have salamanders. I'm trying to get my basing sorted out, you know, and I'm trying to not do a jungle theme lizard men army. It's hard to do. You're like, because that's you know, just, just put it in the the jungle. You know, and so I, 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 I talked about it at length, but basically I'm looking for like an edge of the Nile, kind of an oasis thing with lots of really cool, like turn of the century buildings. And so the movie Death on the Nile, I've been, by the way, did you guys know you can't take screenshots from Netflix or uh, HBO Max? Who do? I didn't know. So I had to get my iPad out and take pictures of the computer screen because they've got some kind of protection on it. So I've been snapping pics and I'm now I'm looking for 3D models that, you know, I can 
print and then get cut up to put on the basing because i kind of want like almost like a landing where it's like basically like some big buildings in the background and it's kind of a uh pathway or a bunch of like piers that are jutting out into a river and so i'm trying to get that kind of up and running i've got all the models built uh and then like like uh what britain said i we'll talk about it but i've got a lot to paint and the salamanders is a gotta have painted because i need to have them to play the firefight stuff you know, may end up getting uh, commission painted just because I don't I don't know that I'm going to have the time to do it. So, but what about you, Mark? I know you probably have a, you're probably elbows deep into 500 point armies right now. Actually, Rob, that is absolutely true. So I, um, I'm working on Empire of Dust right now. I actually have 500 points painted, but I want to get uh, infantry uh, regiment done. I, I went with the spears and I'm going to finish them this weekend. That is my goal. I'm off work. They actually closed the office on Friday, which is a huge deal for the first time in like 20 years. So we're actually getting Friday off. So I'm going to get some painting done. I was working on the red contrast paint on their um, clothing today. So hopefully I'll get them done. They're not going to be Jeremy Duval type of uh, style. So his stuff will blow mine away, but, uh, and yours and Brenton's it's a three well, foot so, rule but, though right and <laughs> that's event, right as long as it looks good as long as you're happy with it and from three feet away it looks great on a table it's all that really matters absolutely and then teed up i've already got i i'm doing an all troll orc army uh for 500 points so i've got uh, all teed up it's almost done so if i hit my stretch goal there you go Britain. uh i'm going to uh finish them up so I, they're almost done so I've been working in concert. And then the one after that is going to be Night Stalkers. And I already have uh, some butchers already done and based. Uh, and I've got a horror for the leader for that. So I'm set. I just got to get the, some scarecrows. And I already did some phantoms. So I'm going to do them anyways. I know they're not very good. So I'm still going to put them up there. And then we'll go from there. And what I'm trying to do is get all my uh, painting routine for speed painting. Uh, ready before I do the Rift Forge Orc project. So that's going to be uh, the big project. And I've got all the material and all the guys and stuff for that. And a lot of them built. So, but uh, that's what we're going to be working on next. Awesome. Well, I figured what we could talk about next is maybe a little bit of a history of, you know, our history with Adepticon. And Britton, I know you've got a long history as well. Why don't you start us off? When did you start going to Adepticon and kind of give us a feel for how long you've been going? Yeah, so I've only been to Adepticon a couple times because it is a long way away from California. So it is a it is a big trip. But my history of it sort of not going but knowing about it predates kind of my Kings of War involvement. It's been this sort of, you know, holy land giant tournament mecca for years that I always sort of had plans to go someday, but never an actual, you know, hard plan to go. Um, there was always some reason not to go money or time or the army isn't ready or the tournament's not, I don't know. And, and then Kings of War came around and I was having such a good time with Kings of War that I was just like, kind of F it, pull the trigger and just go, like, go see if you love it as much as you think you do. It was my first two day Kings of War GT. So I went out in 2017. So sort of the, the early to mid cycle of second edition. I brought an orc army that was still mostly single-based from the old Warhammer days because <laughs> I was not sure about this Kings of War thing yet, still making an army. And I went, and I wasn't sure how I was going to do it, so I sort of hedged my bets, and I, I joined the two-day tournament, but no other events. I was just like, I'll do hobby stuff and shop the first two days, and then I'll give this GT a try. And 
maybe it'll be terrible and I'll drop after one day or maybe it'll be great. And that was in 2017 and I had an awesome time. I was like, oh, this is really great. These are fun. I, I get why all the podcasters talk about them. <laughs> was it? Was that the year Eric won? Yes. Ta- okay. Yeah i i gave him a I gave him a leg up in that win. <laughs> I was I think his third game uh, gave him a little boost up the standings yeah. as he trounced me with this unstoppable orc. Well, uh, it turns out you know I mean I don't. He, he went on to win Masters with Eric Trowbridge went on to win Masters with that army. So you know he uh, definitely found a little. Uh, he found a way to play it. And it's interesting because some of the people I played and met there are still, you know, big stalwarts of the the Midwest scene. I met Felix there for the first time. Uh, I played Grant Grant Barnes, played Eric Trowbridge, you know, uh, played uh, Kara Brown. So it's like I I met a bunch of people that are still kicking around in the scene mm-hmm. and it's great to see them later. But that was my first sort of dip of the toe into the two-day GT for Kings of War. I had done Warhammer ones and other games. Um, and you know, obviously the bug bit me. <laughs> yeah. You're still here and, yeah. and, you're, and you're, and every year is bigger and bigger with you. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's been great. Uh, and then I went again, um, just last year. So we were all slated, a bunch of my friends and I were all slated to go in, uh, Adepticon 2020. We had all, you know, r- rooms were booked, plans were made, armies were prepped. All kinds of stuff were ready to go. And then, as we know, the, the world kind of shut down. And the world shut down for much longer than any of us thought. I remember some of the old text chains of like, are they really going to cancel Adepticon? And looking back, it's like, yes, it's a good idea. They canceled Adepticon in March of 2020. And so that sort of put it on hold. And we all agreed the next one they hold, we're going back. I don't, I don't care what's going on. We're going. Mm-hmm. And that was last year. So we, we went back and no one was really sure it was, you know, is it going to be smaller? Is it going to be the same? Who knows? And it was a great time. Like, mm-hmm. we just, we loved it. Everyone was happy to be there. The vibe was amazing. It was a great time. The tournament was good. And I'm like, I'm doing this every year I can. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, Mark, I know you've been an Adepticon a long time. Give us a sense. Uh, oh. If you can remember that far back into the annals of history. <laughs> I can, I can. Uh, we started back in 2010, so uh, going. And uh, I remember our my very first Adepticon, I took Toby with me, and Tobes was in kindergarten. And I remember it was pouring rain that day when I picked her up from school. And uh, we jumped in the car, and off we went uh, to Adepticon. So uh, got some great, iconic pictures there. Uh, back then, we were really up with uh, 40K Radio and 40K and Warhammer Fantasy back then. So uh, we did a lot with those guys. And um, I know that we were running around uh, just having a good time meeting everybody. And uh, I was like the first client of Two Ton Studios. I remember picking up my his I was like his first or second commission that he ever did. And so I picked up my commission there and uh, he painted Tobes up a set of uh, scouts uh, for the... Uh, what was that? The Tiger Marine Army that Toby had. So uh, it was very, very cool. It was back in the day. And we've gone every year except for the two that we missed. Uh, I remember 2020 because, uh, yes, they shut it down the week of Adepticon. That's when the lockdowns went into effect were that Monday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it was crazy. But, uh, yeah, I think 2013, Toby won first Crystal Brush and then won one, I think, the next year. 
after that. Collins won a crystal brush. Dad has none. Dad will never get one. <laughs> so, but because those were in the kids' divisions that they won. So yeah, you, you've but, aged uh, out, Mark. You've aged out of the categories yeah, you win. I aged out. So, but uh, uh, just so many good times. I remember the old hotel. I almost yeah, the West the, the Westin was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Harry carries, and they had the mm-hmm. holy cow in the front. And except for the elevators, I remember the elevators would take a really long time to get down. Yes. Um, but yeah. Yeah, but see, back then, see, we didn't stay in the hotel. My cousin lives in Des Plaines, so we would stay with him, and then we would drive to the venue every day, so we didn't have to worry about the elevator. So mm-hmm. it was a quick trip, and so we had a family visit along with that, but that faded out, and particularly when we went to Schaumburg, it just was too far, and so we just picked up the hotels. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, good time, uh, you know, since uh, Toby started with all the uh, stuff with the chemistry awards and science fairs and all that uh colin switched in so uh he's been enjoying it uh, zombie side a lot of zombie side that's right <laughs> oh yeah uh he is your reigning uh king uh he's your reigning adepticon zombicide champion at the moment so he is uh he loves it so but uh yeah and, and i don't play in the kings of war events you know the big gt so because i'm not taking two days out of adepticon to play kings of war so uh, I might consider it. I am hoping, and I have been working on Mike Carter to try to get a Clocks of War event going. And now with Ambush, everybody finally listened to me that Small Points uh, Kings of War is a lot of fun. And so I'm hoping we'll get an Ambush tournament or something like that. So, you know, it's that short firm. You know, I'll I'll, I'll throw in three hours, but, you know, three, four oh, hours. Yeah. But the Depticon is so much fun because I'm always going to the classes. You know, I've taken uh, painting classes with Duncan Rhodes twice and Nick Baton last year and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I don't know if I'll do them this year. We'll see who's coming and stuff like that. But I love Adepticon. Everybody should go. So many great memories. So I loved yeah. hearing your first episode, Rob. It just, oh, it just brought back all the memories back, you know? Yeah. I'm ready to go. I was trying to figure out when I started going to Adepticon. So uh, as, as a normal person of our age would do, you go and you go into your Gmail account and you look. Where's my receipts, right? So the earliest receipt I have is 2012. So unless I had a, it's possible. I wasn't using Gmail for Adepticon before that. Cause I, I swear I was there a few years, but uh, in 2012, I did not play, you know, there's no Kings of war on the docket then. Um, so it was all, it was all Warhammer and the Warhammer doubles event was always the highlight of the weekend for me. Uh, but then, you know, and then I went back in 2014. So 2013 we had, I think was the first two day. Kings of war one. GT. It only had four yep. players four and they were players. playing for a thousand dollars. Right. They played. They played for a thousand dollars. So those were the days, right? Uh, I was then, so mad I did not get into that, Rob, because it was like if I knew my chances were like one in five or something like that. And I want to say there was a ringer or there were three prizes, and you know, but right. your chances of getting something were outstanding. And I remember seeing Ronnie. Um, I interviewed him, and then uh, and then we had the big two day in 2014. You were there. Well, and, uh, that, that, so- Colin played that year. That, that that year though it was a one day and it was on Thursday if you remember that was kind of like the first it wasn't big but it was the first kind of like hey we got 10 12 players here and we're starting to do something and you probably remember I got to play I forget the gentleman's name his name is Grant something and I just remember him throwing models when, when things were going poorly um, oh, oh with the exploding werewolves yeah, yeah. Man, he didn't like he didn't, he didn't find his werewolves to be very effective so <laughs> they were smashed and, and stomped into the ground. That was always a uh, guy was very eccentric. I don't, that might have been his last year. 
Oh um, yeah, no, that was a great tournament. Colin brought home best painted army. Yeah. I I podiumed. Uh, so that is my only podium so well, far. And, so. I, and the highlight was getting absolutely curb stomped by Shannon Shoemaker with this because this is this is first edition right so right, right. Like, it, it was, was like the worst kingdoms of mentalists i've ever seen it was like all war engines and he's seven just, war machines <laughs> it just shot like my my undead army which most of it shambled didn't even get across the halfway part it was all gone and i was like oh good lord so well but, yeah shannon and i were on the top table to take it all and uh we fought to a draw i i had my abyssal dwarfs for that one and yeah, seven war machines. That army was brutal. Yeah. And uh absolutely brutal. But we had a really good time. But yeah, I played Shannon in the last game. But we had and then a lot 20, of fun. 2015, I think, was kind of that I that one I recall. We're still in the old hotel, but it, it was a two-day event. And I, I learned a variable file, a, a very important fact about when you're playing Shannon, just let him clock out. That's that's how you beat Shannon Shoemaker. Make him overthink it, ask him lots of questions, get his head to spin. Uh, and then he clocks out. That's how, that's how the only way you can, the only way I can beat Chan Shoemaker is to have yeah. him clock out. Yeah. We didn't play clocks in, on, in 2014, but Shannon did because he was practicing to be on the clock on that. He's like, do you mind if I use the clocks? No, absolutely. Go ahead. I don't yeah. care. As he, long as he, I don't have to. Eat. He's always been ahead of the curve, <laughs> but yeah. And, and, you know, and then obviously 16, 17, 18, uh, 19 and, you know, in 22, I guess we had one this year. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's been growing to strength, to strength. And I think the high watermark, I think was 2019. We had around close to 60 players. And so the whole point of doing this show is that we want to be at 75. That's where we need to be. We need a big turnout. We, we brought out all the big guns. We got Britain and Mark on the show to, uh, to help us get there. So guys, Britain, you know, obviously you've got, you've got a couple of Adepticons under your belt. What are some of your favorite parts about Adepticon? So um, one thing I sort of love about it is it's very unique in terms of Kings of War events that you can go to. Not all Kings of War events. I'm not speaking for all. But a lot of the bigger ones are sort of singular kind of events or they're events, you know, attached to a couple other systems. But they're not part of something that's to this scale, right? It's very hard to have anything to, to Adepticon sort of scale. So it means not only are you going there for the, the, all the great stuff about a Kings of War event that I think you've talked about all the time on this show, which is like really great people play Kings of War. Like the community is wonderful. The games are fun. They're mentally challenging, but not taxing. Like you don't feel destroyed after a day of Kings of War. I feel energized. Um, so you get all of the great normal parts, the camaraderie, the great tactical play, the lack of you know rules issues, all of that great stuff. And then there's this massive event going on outside of you with a massive dealer's room, all kinds of cool stuff you can check out, try, see you know from tiny companies to limited edition games workshop figures. It's all there in the dealer area. Massive other game tournaments, which you may have no interest in, but can just walk up and down and see all the cool armies, the models. You have people dressed in cosplay, you have bits dealers, you have, you know, rooms where they're running weekend long Mordheim campaigns with like giant customs. So it's just this sort of like candy shop of experiences to walk around and see in between playing the, you know, Kings of War game you love. And then you tack onto that. In the past, it was Crystal Brush. I think this year they're doing Golden Demon mm -hmm. again, yep. uh, which is you get to walk through and see absolutely world class painters up close, which, you know, 
you can see the paint jobs in person. You can take as long as you want sort of looking at them. You can see these sort of world-class works of miniature art in the flesh, which is not something we get to do much in America, right? It's, it's a big country. And seeing these things not on the internet, not in magazines, but in person up close is, is amazing. So for me, and then there's world-class hobby, hobby classes. Again, incredible painters from all over the world, including the United States, come share their secrets, teach you stuff, and, and work with you. And that's, that's also amazing. So I'm, you know, I sound very bullish on it. It's because like I've gone a couple times and after last year, I, I went and I'm like, I just need to keep going to this as long as I have the sort of family points stored up to go. Mm -hmm. It's, <laughs> it's great. a priority yeah. for me every year. You hit on a lot of things, but you know, the one thing, finding stuff you didn't know about <laughs> that you didn't know you needed in your life, you know, like a new brush or a new paint line or a new model range. And we should say too, there's a lot of narrative stuff there. You know, I think, I think in the past people might hear Adepticon and think, oh, it's, it's hardcore. Yeah, there is that, but there's a lot of other just fun stuff, you know? So I'm going to, I'm going to shout out to another couple of very small things. Like you said, one is if, if there is a miniature game you've ever liked, there are people there who want to play it. <laughs> like they're still running BattleTech, like the original. They're running War Gods of Egyptus events. You know, <laughs> you can find it may not be an official tournament or something, but you can get on there and you can find a group of like-minded people for pretty much any miniature game you want to play. Whatever, whatever that thing was twenty yeah. years ago that you still have a war band from, there's going to be people there playing it. Um, and that's amazing. And then the other one, like you said, finding stuff you didn't know about. My little random story is I'm, I'm walking around the dealer area and I'm like, I want to buy something kind of fancy to paint, like a bust or a big model. I'm looking at Creature Caster. I'm looking at other stuff. And there's a, there's a guy selling like busts and larger, larger miniatures. And one of them I had seen being painted on Instagram and it was freaking amazing. It's from, uh, you know, art of an old game, um, it, the guy was painting it, looked exactly like the art, like the 2D art at the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this, this model is amazing. Uh, someone I saw on Instagram is painting it, and I've been following along. And the, the guy at the stand is like, oh, who? And I'm like, ah, it's some TJ Marsh guy. And he turns around his badge, and that's him. He's, <laughs> so he's funny. the painter. Yeah. They commissioned the sculpt specifically. He's painting it. And then we had a big conversation about painting and that other stuff. And it, it turns out, like, here's this kind of award-winning you know, famous painter who does all of this great stuff. That's just working his own booth, chat, selling his own models and ready to chat. So you get amazing access to sort of independent creators, modelers, painters, that kind of stuff there where you can just chat with them, spend some time with them. And it, it shows how small our community actually is, which is great. It, it's funny. You mentioned like dead war games and stuff too, right? Like crocodile games, war game of, uh, of, 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 of Egyptus, uh, uh, and then they have an Olympus game too. I think I know I've played an Adepticon before, right? And a shout out if you're not if you're into those kind of games, there's a great podcast called the Dead Wargamer Society, and they just take games that have been dead for a long time and give you a breakdown of the rules, talk about how you can you can actually get back into those games. Warzone and Vor and wow, there's so clan wars. I mean, they just they cover it. it, it, it I really like to reminisce about all the money I've wasted over the years on games I no longer play. 
but yeah, it's it is cool because there are like minded people there. Oh, you want to play War Master? Cool. There's people there that'll play War Master with you. Pretty much any game the GW no longer makes, there's somebody there that's gonna play Battlefleet Gothic, whatever. And for well, me, it's not about playing those games because like I I'm an adult. I only have so much time for Kings of War. It's about walking by and just seeing people as hyped on those games as we are for Kings of War. And just looking at it for it, seeing a cool table, seeing the models, like just getting that hit of dopamine real quick, and then moving on. Like, I don't have to invest a year of my life into Clan Wars, but uh, I can see some people who did, and that's awesome. So, Absolutely, absolutely. You, you can get the, uh, the effect without having to put in the effort, because uh, tracking down some of those models may be difficult. Mark, what are some of your favorite things uh, of Adepticon? Oh, I mean, there's so many things, Rob. Uh, the number one thing, being there. Just being there is all about, you know, it's all about the experience and just, you know, just seeing all the people and, you know, you guys have already mentioned a bunch of it, but, you know, I've got, and my experience spans from the old hotel to the new hotel and things have changed over the years. And, you know, what I do at the con has changed every year. So like the one year we took a family vacation, we brought the kids and, some of the other uh, 40K freebooters brought their kids and they all went swimming together and they went to the movies and, you know, the moms hung out with the kids while we went out and did stuff and we swapped back and forth and, you know, we had a good time. And you remember when you were doing uh, Ohio Hammer, Rob, and uh, Andy was there doing the recordings and, uh, you know, Johnny Hastings running around and all those type of things. And, uh you know, it's just so many different things uh, going on. So I'm looking forward to this year to see what the slate of events are, because I'm probably not going to do as many painting classes. You know, I think I've probably, uh, you know, it all depends on who's doing You've done them all at this point. I, I've done a lot of them. So, but, uh, yeah. and the other great thing is going to the paint alley. I'm wearing my uh, Fort Wapple t-shirt from Adepticon right now. So, you know, going down there and just seeing all the painters. Uh, you know, I always love seeing our friend Elizabeth Beckley down there. She does the chibi classes and uh, she used to do stuff for Simon and things like that when we were tight with Simon. And so she did a great job with uh, with our blaster model we had made, right? I absolutely. Mean, she did an amazing job. Yeah. Yep. So it's just good to go down there and see them and, uh, you know, run around and see everybody. And, you know, when I'm down there, I love recording the interviews and things like that that we do for the show. And uh, I think one of our highest uh, YouTube videos with hits, Rob, is uh, Colin and I doing a walkthrough on the dealership, uh, dealer's room one year. I think that might have been 18, something like that. Just it's just a flood of memory. So it's really hard to, to focus in. So, but Britain, I did go play in a five hour Necromunda game one time at Adepticon. So <laughs> I get that, you know, seeing all the spectacle and Adepticon's gotten so big. I don't know what we're going to do. They actually kick the historical games over to another venue and I miss seeing those. There's you know, a shuttle. Yeah. There's a free I know shuttle. There's a shuttle, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, but, but to your point, Mark, it, it is a different atmosphere. It, it has grown a lot. It has grown um, a lot. And so the good part of that is that there's a lot more to see and do. The bad part is there's a lot to see and do, <laughs> right? It's like, it can be. And I tell everybody, if this is your first year, go easy on the schedule and just kind of a couple things and just kind of go in and, and check it out. Because, you know, if you overbook yourself, you, you're going to make yourself go crazy. And, you know, Mark, uh, one of my biggest things, probably the biggest thing about it going is seeing the friends that aren't playing Kings of War with us that we used to play yes. Warhammer with or whatever. So you mentioned Johnny Hastings and Raj and, and, the, and the Point Hammer Boys. Domus and, and all the guys from the the uh, the Warhammer fantasy scene, the Thomas oh, yeah. Lures, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and that's the only time I'm going to see him because obviously, because Britain brought up most of our Kings of War events are not in a convention. 
they are standalone events, so there's not as much overlap like you're going to get at Adepticon. So, yeah, and late breaking news. I don't know if you spoke with Andy or not, but he has his son painting now. So we might be seeing uh, Andy Sherman and his son uh, at Adepticon. That would be very exciting. So we're 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 very Andy we're very excited about it. <laughs> but, but just breaking news. But you know what? We're not going to let him in at the podcast because we do want a decent like, decent <laughs> decent sounding correct. podcast with good sound. So <laughs> Andy doesn't edit. <laughs> he doesn't edit. He takes the uh, a, a different a different track. And I should mention, you know, we are going to have the full studio uh, up in the gaming area by uh where we're playing kings of war and the rest of the mantic game so um we're going to be recording uh, depending on how good the internet is we could even do some live streaming um but i know sometimes the internet's a little sketchy there's so many people on it but we'll see we'll see how we do but we're for sure going to do a lot of recording so uh if you're hearing this and you're going to be in a Defcon, let us know and we'd love to sit down and chat with you about your your experience in the hobby and what you think of Adepticon. We're still waiting for the final schedule, right? But what it sounds like is that we're going to get, obviously, take this all with a grain of salt because it's not finalized yet. Thursday is going to be a doubles event is what I'm hearing. Friday AM is going to be an Armada tournament. Friday night is going to be Firefight. And then Kings of War and Dead Zone will be on the weekend. Unfortunately, the, the, the Mantix product offerings has grown to the point where there's overlap. There's there's no way around it. There's only four days. <laughs> there's only four days of gaming, so there's only so much to go around. And uh, Mark, you know, you know, missing out on the Kings of War GT, not necessarily a bad thing because it allows you know those two days are are key, and that allows you to get to maybe experience stuff that the rest of us that are playing five games. But uh, what I didn't hear a clock of war clocks of war there, Rob. So I'm a I, disappointed. I, I, I was well, I, that was going to be Friday night. So well. Anything's possible, right? I, I've got my ear to the ground. I, I got it to the, you know, trying to eavesdrop the best I can. And I'm also trying to influence to make sure that I want to play Firefight and I, I want to play Kings of War. So hopefully we'll, the, those two will be separate. You know, anything else is gravy. So, uh, Britain, what do you have planned? Yeah, so I'm doing the Kings of War event. And that's sort of the big thing that I'm going out for. I know it's sort of an important I know it's an important like investment of time for the Saturday and Sunday. For me, I try and keep the Thursday, Friday open so that I have that time to invest because I love it. It's it's a great event. It's a good time. It's only five games. You get out early-ish on Sunday. It's not the full like into the night. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm doing Kings of War. I'm gonna whenever those open up. I'm I'm coming. I'm bringing my ogres. Hundred percent manic army. So that should be fun. And then outside of that, uh, I will be trying to bring Firefight. I have no idea if it will be ready or... Tr- I have never played a game of Firefight. Me neither, so we're, we're, we're together. No idea. I've got all my stuff in the garage built. Nothing's painted. So, so. This, is, this is how I'm approaching Firefight. I am playing because a bunch of my friends are. And, and that is super important. They love the game so far, so I'm going to give it a shot. There is an old Games Workshop game designer named Nigel Stillman. And he did a he did a thing called Stillmania, which was like a list of like how to how to war game properly. And for Firefight, I'm basically taking that tactic, except for there's there's two sort of additions or changes I need to do to his. He recommends you paint the army once and you gloss coat it three in like three coats of gloss and never touch it again. I cannot cannot will not and should not abide by gloss coat on miniatures, so I'm not doing that. And the other he says is, he basically says, make an army, never change it, name everything in it, model everything on it, play it over and over and over again, regardless of, like, never change anything, 
and then if you lose, like take it with a grain of salt. And if you win, the the you know your generalship is unchallenged because you've never changed it. You're not chasing a meta. Everyone you ever game with knows what's in the army backwards and forwards, right? So I'm taking that tactic. I'm not going to gloss coat them. And if I win, it was obviously the dice, not the generalship that made me win. But I'm taking that approach to firefight. I'm not like, I don't know the list. Kyle Timberlake made the list for me. He assembled the models and just sent them to me and I'm painting them up and playing it. So, uh, and that's going to be my firefight army. So I've got Marauders. They're all being painted like World War II British desert troops. <laughs> so they're all in the, the khakis and they have purple skin. Uh, and that's what's going to show up. I might have played a game of firefight beforehand, but there's a chance I'm, I'm getting my first one in at Adepticon. <laughs> I actually hope my first game is at Adepticon, right? That's how I did. That's how I learned Vanguard. I just showed up and said, I got I to gotta paint a warband. Can somebody show me how to play? I mean, nothing like jumping right into the, into the fire. Yeah, so that's, that's my, my plans around Mantic games is I'm playing Kings of War. I'm playing, uh, going to play Firefight. I don't know if it's in the event or it's just going to be you know midnight Friday. <laughs> just throwing down on one of the open tables and some Firefight. With Kyle but, and Tyler going, all, all bets are off, right? You never yeah. know. They'll be playing Firefight whenever they can squeeze it in. Yeah, so I'm I'm showing up, painted army, hopefully, and uh, getting <clears> some <throat> games in, and then yeah, that's that's what I have planned for Mantic. I might play one other game while I'm there, but besides that, I just try and keep the schedule reasonably open. Meet up with non Kings of War friends and Kings of War friends, hang out, see stuff, you know, hang out in the dealer area, just do whatever. I try not to pack my schedule. In the past, I've taken a bunch of hobby classes. I've told myself I'm not this year, mainly because I don't want to just lug out. If I'm mm -hmm. bringing out two armies, I don't want to lug out all my painting stuff as well on on the plane flight. I can't just drive up like you you folks. So yeah, I, I'm telling myself I'm not doing hobby stuff this year, uh, but I'm sure when I see the list of classes, I might break that rule. When you, when you see the stuff. when you see some of those really world class painters coming from Australia or uh Europe, you're gonna be like, Yeah, I think this gentleman or this lady probably had something to teach me. <laughs> well they absolutely and the thing I will say, not to go too far, not to ramble too much, but about the hobby classes is I took a hobby class in the twenty seventeen version. And I'm there and I'm like, Yeah, I'm doing pretty okay. And I look at the two people next to me and their stuff is amazing. And I'm like, oh, what what all are you doing here at Adepticon? And they're like, oh, we were mainly here to enter Crystal Brush. And I was like, cool. Can I see some of your stuff? And they showed me pictures, and it's it's amazing. And it's like, I realize they're actually well-known painters in the scene, and they're taking the same class Joe Schmo me is. Um, and it's that sort of, like, the, the hobby classes are of a quality that great painters are all still taking them together, right? Like... The people giving one class are taking a class the hour beforehand. <laughs> like that's that's how good some of them are. And the joke I made with my wife is like, I signed up for classes. I'm like, oh, I'm signed up for three hobby classes. Two of those hobby classes are being taught by people I own books from. <laughs> so it's like that. I have bought books yeah. from these people. They have published books of how to paint, and I'm gonna go get a get a little class with them. So yeah, the hobby classes are are world class. It's great. How about you, Mark? What do you got planned for the schedule? Well, uh, as I mentioned before, I think I'm only going to do like one or two painting classes, kind of what I have planned for this year. Uh, actually, last year, Colin had none. All his events that were scheduled were the 40K laser tag. 
He he lived in that room last year, so I don't know. Brenton, did you do 40k laser tag last year? I did not. I'm I'm retired from international laser tag competition. <laughs> you, you laugh, you laugh, but I have competed internationally in laser have tag. You really? <laughs> wow! Awesome. Come on. Come on, we're on a Kings of War podcast. You don't think I've done other nerdy things? <laughs> Absolutely. So I've I've retired. I've hung up the vest. I'm I'm no longer casually playing laser tag. I don't want to trigger those emotions again. But it, it looked really cool. I just didn't have it, with all the other things going on. I never had a chance. I think I spent too long oogling golden demon cabinets that were right next to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Well, just a, as a quick aside, and Britain, you're totally right. And the one thing is, it's like when you take a picture of a sunset or something, you know, it never looks the same in the picture as it does in real life. And that's the same thing for the miniatures in Golden Demon. You cannot take photographs of them. I mean, that are going to give them any type of any type of credit for what is actually on the miniature. You have to go see it for yourself. It is amazing. So that'll definitely be on my schedule is looking at the uh, uh, Golden Demon entries and things like that. And you guys are getting me inspired to play this year. So I might just actually do that. So Doubles, man. I'm telling you, doubles All is right. my jam, right? It's a great doubles, event. So maybe Colin and I will do it. There a, you go. It's, it's been a while. Coming. It's been a while. Was it the Blue City? When when was the last doubles event for you and Colin? Oh, we did uh, uh, the uh, Legends turn uh, doubles tournament with uh, right. Jeff yeah. Swan. Uh, in Fort Worth, Fort Worth, Texas, with Jeff Swan. Yes, yep. yes, yes. Yep. That, that was, was at the Black Eye, um, the Black Eye Distillery, which I heard is closed now. Sad, sad days. Well, guys, I, I know we've run a little bit longer than we originally scheduled. I really appreciate you guys taking the time and chatting with us about Adepticon. And we'll have to get you on, and we'll have to hear if Britain is going to make his goal and his stretch goals. You only got a few months, man, and I know your standard is high, so it's going to be a challenge, I think. The, to get the standard on these is lower. I'm doing the I'm doing the speed paint version. I'm doing it's part of my heel turn where I'm I'm all meta chasing and fast painting now. I'm no longer a hobby gamer. It's heel turn. <laughs> we don't we don't we, you don't have it in you. <laughs> Well, Britton, I'll have to get some of those secrets from you so you can uh, give, uh, give me a couple of tips so I can do that. I, I have this Reforge Arc army I got to get done. So, Well, and awesome. hopefully we'll get more details on uh, Amantic Knight, which you know, hopefully that's going to happen. So uh, more details to come. So when do you guys want to take us out? And until next time, keep countercharging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.